Hey guys, welcome to Debrief. After our episode with Antonio Garcia Martinez, interesting guy, David. What'd you think? Yeah, overall, just like kind of cool. I'd love to get a beer with him. Uh, yeah, just f- f- friendly guy, easy to talk to, has a bunch of stories. Uh, very like clever and witty and punchy in clever, in what witty, he says. well studied in history, mm-hmm. like base principles, but also some kind of like an everyman way of talking. Like mm-hmm. he just it was not there's not a lot of jargon. Right, um, and where there was jargon, he like called it jargon and then right. explained it. Like and, uh, and he explained like, it in like such a bare bones, bare metal way. <laughs> yeah, it's that is, bare like, metal. Easy, easy to understand. Like, yeah, that is the most distilled. Uh, what, this is gonna be a weird reference. Like in math, you have like um, like uh, polynomials or stuff, and you can like simplify. Remember that? Remember that? Like yeah. middle school algebra. Yeah. Like, all right, simplify this down to its most basic components. Yeah. That's what he was doing with a lot of his like definitions of like what an ad is. Yeah, I uh, found it helpful. Honestly, mm-hmm. like I I didn't know very much about kind of the ad the ad mm-hmm. space, but it's. Uh, and you'd think that 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 is niche. And it's like, well, why do I why do I need to know about uh, RVUs and LTV and and CACs and all of this, right? Mm-hmm. But what's interesting about that is like it's kind of like not knowing about monetary system, like how your money actually comes to be. It's one of those things that you just take for granted. It's in the background. It seems esoteric and non important, full of jargon, so you don't delve into it. But it's actually the the thing that underpins the entire internet. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. it's all a ten- we Like, that just hit me uh, pretty hard early in the episode where he was like, what's an ad? It's selling, like, it's selling human attention in that moment to the highest bidder. Mm-hmm. And the internet bring distills that into a science that has never before been possible. Mm-hmm. And actually, this whole advertising model is the thing that gave energy, kinetic power, kinetic energy to this greater internet phenomenon that we are uh, so grateful for, which I Mm -hmm. think is this idea of we've democratized the internet. Anyone can be a media publisher if they want. We don't have to get our media sources from the same like three to five uh, network news broadcasts that are all kind of consolidated. Anyone can do this. But the thing that made that possible is actually ads in a counterintuitive way. Like if we just had the, so here's the thing. If we just had the protocol, David, if we just had TCPIP and uh, you know HTML and kind of the base, base, base like protocols, communication protocols and such, like languages, but we didn't have the the energy, like the kinetic power, the raw firepower, which is ads, which is money, then we wouldn't be able to do all of these things that we can do on the internet. We would not have seen the democratization of the internet. I, I think there's a similar analog in. Um, in Web3 and crypto and tokens, you know, some people are saying, why can't Ethereum be Ethereum? But like, why does it have to have a token? Right. I don't get the token thing. It brings well, all of I these would scams like to say that and that, that take was very much, I would say, I stopped seeing that take in like 2020. It's still people are, people now I think have moved it to like um, DeFi. Why does such and such protocol need mm-hmm. a token, for mm-hmm. example? And I think that tokens are useful when you need things to harness economic energy right Mm -hmm. and economic energy is a thing that can like what does energy do it push it can push something forward and that is advertising i guess what i'm saying is was the economic like that was the energy of the internet without that as a life like force Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have what we have today so i'm Mm -hmm. thankful for it but there's also some like toxic byproduct 
right. that it creates. And we're living in that now, and we often only see the toxic byproduct right. that has become much more obvious in the last it, five to ten years. And it's also, like, in vogue to, like, hate on the toxic hate on the byproducts, internet. right? Hate, like, hate on yeah. social media. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, the internet, neutral technology, blockchain, neutral technology, cryptography, neutral technology, ads, neutral technology. Uh, and this is also kind of what we were talking about with privacy, too. It's like, I'm totally down to give up my privacy to Spotify so it can give me better music. That is a good trade. That enhances my life. Yes. And, and really, that is when we have so much data out there on the internet – like we do need people to process and consume that data to allow us to do better things, right? It's not like they force us into things, doing things that we actually don't want to do. Uh, if a, a good ad should actually like guide you into uh, a behavior that you actually enjoy, uh, and so like I I did enjoy this like uh, the more optimistic vision of what an ad is because everyone knows what the, the bad sides are or like everyone's informed about this um but like reminding about like you know ads are actually a way to enhance life if they are done correctly but is this um is this kind of glossiness a little bit is this like um so so part of me going into this episode is a little bit like um antonio at the same time the work at Facebook that was done is kind of icky, right? A yes. little bit. So th this whole business of selling a unit of human attention to the highest bidder, which it's again- a little dehumanizing. Plain speak, that's what he does. And I very much mm -hmm. appreciated that he didn't, like there was no glossing over right. the fact that that's what, I, and what does Antonio do? Design systems mm -hmm. that more efficiently sell attention <laughs> to right. the highest bidder. Mm -hmm. And that, when you look at it, it feels a little, it uh, feels a little icky, yeah. right? Yeah, because like something that's part of our soul, like what is the most scarce resource in the world? Time. Uh, yeah. Attention is a function of time. Uh, what is the internet system? It is a system of focusing our attention in a way that takes money out of our wallet. Like, right. And so we are, we are the sheeple. Like we are the thing getting cold. And so that good side that you benefit, that, that mm -hmm. you pointed out, right? That's what somebody in the early like ad mm -hmm. tech days of Facebook right. might have said. But sure. David, you know all the dumb billboards that you see all the time that are sacrificed like, and that, that don't apply to you in this traditional mm -hmm. media that, that – well, now we can customize ads right. for you, David, based just on what me, you want. And head, we, right. can, we can expose products that you may have never thought of. And you don't have to mm -hmm. click the ad, David. Mm -hmm. We know everything about, we know more about you than new, you know about yourself. Right. Yeah. And we're going to anticipate what you need in advance. And isn't this a wonderful thing, right? Mm -hmm. And there's an element where I guess it's wonderful, but now aren't we in this position of like, haven't these apps and hasn't Web2 sort of invaded our lives so much and been so hungry for that attention mm -hmm. that it's um, addicted us to it? I mean, mm -hmm. Antonio pushed back against that, and he was like, no, it's not the app. It's not the algorithm. It's the phone. Like, we have it's a screen in our pocket. It's the internet itself. It's yeah. the internet itself, and it's the content. And, like, mm -hmm. incredible. I mean, how do human beings deal with the fact, like, 100 years ago, you didn't have this. Like, right. look, 10 years ago, you didn't have this. In your pocket, you have, like, the Library of Alexandria times mm -hmm. 100 million. And, like, it's so much more entertaining. Like, how can you even do anything else in real life? What is more exciting than this little black thing in your pocket? Right. Yeah. And he's like, that's the addictive thing. It's actually the right. content on, on the internet. Right. And there's some truth in that. So I, I actually don't know how I feel coming at the end of this episode. I just, 
I know that ads are probably not as dirty as mm-hmm. I felt kind of going mm-hmm. into this episode. And yet the utopia vision isn't quite right either of like ads can be perfect and integrate. And like when ads are in web three, everything will be fine. And this time it'll be different. I don't think I trust that instinct either. So all crypto is are tools in the tool belt. And uh, if you're me, um, you fundamentally believe that humans are good and that humanity, the arc of humanity bends towards better and better social systems that are more capital G good. Now, when we add the tools of Web3 to what the tools that we already have in Web2, our ads can become more enabling, can enhance our lives, are more curated, less intrusive, less oppressive, less extractive. Uh, and so, and just, just buy in the fact that we have more tools. So you add more tools to the tool belt, good humans will do good things with them over time. Yes, there's SBFs of the world. Yes, there's uh, like the, the evil doers out there. But we wouldn't have a society. We wouldn't have a civilization at all. We wouldn't be humans if over time the good always wins over the bad. Because if the bad always won over the good, then we would just crumble. Like we would go backwards. Uh, and so adding more tools to the tool belt of what composes an ad, I think is fundamentally good. We just It just takes a long time. It takes like decades. I think one thing that you said uh, to me, so it's like it's contrasting kind of like the utopia and the hope from kind of like, I guess, the practical reality and the way things go wrong. I think um, I, I know I know that that is exactly what you think about kind of like humans. I'm a I'm slightly more pessimistic than you. Like, I believe mm-hmm. in that long arc of history, but I I don't I don't know how I would articulate it. But like to me, humans aren't always good. And we we need protocols to kind of like you know protect pr- protect these things and make sure that right. we don't get off track Go backwards but yeah, like, protocols but like, prevent us from going too many steps backwards yeah but like i guess one thing is um when we were in that episode I, I think a lot of people identify with this when they're on the internet so, you know some these big uh platforms they almost feel like preyed upon right mm-hmm. they almost feel like they are like what is the saying like you are the product right and then this so put yourself in the in the shoes of kind of uh, someone who's normal, a normie outside of crypto, and uh, you hear in Web two you are the product, but in Web three um, you're not the product. You can own the thing and all of this, and then and then I look at 2022, and I'm like, no, a whole bunch of retail was the freaking product in 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bought into you Luna. Were, you were the yield. You want 20 percent yield in Anchor. You are the product, bitch. Like, for real. And it makes me angry. Yeah. But, like, that's why I think it's important that we don't veer, you know, too far towards the uh, utopia version of things. And we check this a little bit. Um, because we can go wrong in different ways. Do you know? Like, we can still make people the product in Web3 if we mm-hmm. don't do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just conscious of that. I'm like, you know, I'm ultra optimistic on what we're building. And I think there's so okay. much potential here. But like, I also see there's paths where it could go well. And there's paths where it could not go well. And like mm-hmm. 2022 is a case study of where wh- how it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. And Web3 didn't fix this. Like, Web some parts of this. Web3 <laughs> made it worse. Yeah. 
<laughs> what do you think about this? Am I just like raging after the terrible year that crypto's had? Yeah, a little bit. I think so. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank I, I you. think that is what you're doing. Um, <laughs> I, I just go back to like tools in the tool belt, right? Um, uh, ads will, uh, and like one of the big ones that we didn't touch on with Antonio, I'm not sure how uh, inf- informed he is about it. Like, um, Decentralized identifiers and verifiable credentials enable yeah, totally. off-chain data. On that. No, totally not. Which enables off-chain data that is fundamentally controlled by the user. And so when external systems have to come and ask you for your data, that just puts the user in power. Uh, and so it's a big limit on how toxic these systems can be when we actually like fulfill the meme of users owning their own data, not with actually blockchain. Blockchain doesn't, in my mind, solve that at all because, again, a blockchain is a public ledger. You don't put data that you want to keep private on a public ledger. You keep data behind the walled guard, the closed doors of encryption. And yeah. as soon as we can figure that out and we make like, hey, Facebook's like, hey, can I get some of that data? And you can be like, if you pay me money, you can yes. have it. Yeah. You this is what I do trust. Good by me. Well, this is what I trust so much more than kind mm. of like just human intention or human nature. This arc of history kind of narrative is like we, if humanity progresses forward, when we bake all of these hard fought lessons into our protocols, mm-hmm. and then we use them as a building block to neck to build the next block of civilization, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what you just said, like, is bullish to me because. Right. Um, so Antonio is surfacing this problem of like, well, we have no privacy on chain. Mm-hmm. And like, if I shared, <laughs> if I use my NFT wallet and I share it with Coinbase, then Coinbase knows it. And that's incredibly valuable and they can share it with, you know, whomever they want. But if we solve that in the protocol layer where we're not publishing that kind of private data on chain, we have mm-hmm. these things called verifiable credentials, for example, and th- this is totally off chain and it's non-public and it is actually self-sovereign. So it's basically the individual, once again, gives, um, like, specifies whether they want to share or not. To me, this kind of a protocol, technology protocol, is so much more valuable than something like GDPR. Right. That's a... 100%. GDPR is such a hack. Like, it's an attempt, but it's just all the nation state has only one tool, and its tool is these ham-fisted laws, and, like, GDPR did do some good things, um, power to be, right to be forgotten. These types of things can be good in some circumstances, but like also like you can't go to a website now without like seeing a, you, you know, tell, I don't really know what policy GDPR is other than the pop-up. Right. And like, rather than solve it in that type of system, we can actually solve it in technology protocols. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, that is the beauty. That is actually the thing, David, that, that does give me hope as uh, I have more hope in protocols, I would say, and our ability to embed this human wisdom into protocols than I do in the actual humans themselves. Right. And this is an AI speaking right now though. (laughs) (laughs) That, that idea of like, uh, humans have their data and they are empowered is very much like fitting inside of the broader, like bankless thesis that we always talk about. Like, Bankless is a political movement. It's not left. It's not right. It's just not authoritarian. It's uh, bankless is like individual maximalism. Individuals yeah. know what's best. Individuals are are empowered. Uh, we had a Twitter space with uh, Lee Jin and and uh, for uh, the the collectibles that that we issued, and we asked her why why did she pick um, Give Direct as her charity of choice. Give direct. It's like a UBI kind of thing. All you do is you give money to people that need it, and you just trust them that they are the best determinants of what they should do with their money. It's the same kind of thesis, right? Like, give the users the power to control their data, and they can determine what is best for them. 
but we don't have that ability to do that without without public private key cryptography and yep. encryption. Yep. And so as soon as individuals have the power over their own data, all of a sudden the pendulum of power shifts away from Silicon Valley, which is like, again, the, the Wall Street of tech is Silicon Valley. Uh, yeah. And it goes back to the individuals and the individuals would become empowered. One thing I really did appreciate about Antonio was um, he, like, I think there's a lot of um, uh, naiveness uh, in, in crypto about mm-hmm. a number of things. Yeah. So like utopian so, naiveness. Yeah. Here's, here, here, here's one part. Here's one part of it is just, I think people will, will listen to this episode and be like, I still think ads are dirty guys. <laughs> Shut up. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Bankless like, I, is, is promoting ads because their business model is ads. Great. Yeah. That's nice right. job guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, yeah, good job. Crypto Valley's <laughs> here's the competitive, um, world we live in though Mm -hmm. and like the real life let's talk about like in your perfect world versus the real life real life is somebody is using ads and it's gonna be cfi companies Mm -hmm. and they're gonna use them against you so that sbf and people like him can go steal a bunch of your money again and so if you're not equipped it's like it's like basically a basic defensive posture right it's you know Somebody says, we don't need a military. There's world peace. And yet you have some other nation that is arming up to invade you. Mm-hmm. You, you put yourself in a very vulnerable position. That is not a um, game-theoretically stable sort of situation that you find yourself in. Mm-hmm. And so I guess what I'm saying is um, if DeFi and Web3 doesn't do this and figure out attribution and figure out how to actually track you know the um, lifetime value of each of its customers each of its eth addresses in a liquidity pool right doesn't have those basics and web 2 and the cfi companies do it will be absolutely obliterated Mm -hmm. it will never be able to grow beyond a niche and is that what you want because i don't i want to grow far beyond a niche i want uniswap and DeFi. i want it to dwarf centralized exchanges i want protocols to actually win this game mm-hmm. and so if we do nothing we auto lose and so i guess that would be my pushback to someone who's still kind of leaving this episode thinking like all ads are bad i'm not saying all ads are good by the way i'm not saying I, mm-hmm. I i just don't know but like i do know that um look DeFi needs to get more sophisticated we need kind of growth strategies that actually work mm-hmm. and uh we need to n- learn more about users and how to reach them in order mm-hmm. to to fuel that growth or we're going to be outcompeted. right I, I think it's a pretty fair take to say that if ads funded the adoption of the internet they'll probably also fund the adoption of web 3 of the new internet there is probably going to be the same thing so we need the power of user acquisition. What are we talking about with mass adoption? Can we just make ads for Web3? And like, we should probably accept that power. Uh, and like, you know, what is the Bankless podcast? A gigantic ad for Web3. Uh, if you've <laughs> yes. been listening to Bankless, we are. Sorry. This is what it is. You, you, you have been <laughs> this Every single episode, listener, I'm so sorry. You have been advertised a vision of Web3 for, for every yeah. single episode. Uh, yeah. And so like, 
let's get more of that. Like th- this is why everyone says like, oh, thank you, Bankless, for talking about Web three and doing the education. Like, yeah, let's get let's do more. Let's have ads for Web three. So, this might be an Antonio way to say it. Everything is an ad. Everything is an ad. Yes, everything is an ad. Everything is an ad. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's just how we work. Some some, I, some of these ads like. The the reason so when people hear ad they get like a bad taste in their mouth but mouth but we 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 are just saying what we're trying to do is we're trying to influence people yes like and I I think we've been transparent and straight about that from the from the very right. beginning of bank we want you to go bankless yes we want we, you to come on this journey banklessness yes. it, it's risky it's not for everyone certainly but mm-hmm. uh, we want more of us why because right. we believe in this future and it's so good. there there are some ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some there's some kind of influence that actually moves the world uh further yes and like mm-hmm. democracy it's like like that's a thing that is a good protocol it's a protocol that i believe in mm-hmm. versus the alternatives right and um that's a protocol i'm happy to simp for you know like it, it, so is banklessness so is defi mm-hmm. so is so are crypto values so i guess that's an ad too mm-hmm. um, but it's the form of ad that's not extractive and it's not yeah. short term and mm-hmm. it's good for those actually listening, mm-hmm. um, but I guess everything's an ad at some level. Yeah, I, I did walk away from this podcast with like a newfound respect for like the ad and marketing industry. I think I think the take <laughs> that every single company is actually an advertising company, and it just has its own kind of like its own mechanism of of funding advertising like uber is actually an advertising company and they just like use the utility of moving people around to become a better ads company i thought that was a a really good take uh like we're all everyone's just trying to influence right that's that's all it is yeah it's uh that 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 is all it is that is all it's like like every single company like ultimately becomes like a bank right like remember when starbucks took it it's like sold a billion dollars of like credit uh, credits of like yeah. Starbucks gift cards, and then they started making like like millions of dollars a year in revenue just on the interest of the the which they've just created like a loan and the debt system. It's like totally. yeah, all all companies eventually become banks. All, all companies are also all advertising companies. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's uh, it's very interesting. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna see what he does in the future. Attribution is what it's, it's a very unsexy thing, but I feel like right. I learned more about it um yeah. today and um. Yeah, we'll we'll see what what this ends up looking like in crypto and Web three. Other than that, really interesting guy. It's just yeah. fun to talk to. I do like the his like he he's a, a frontier explorer through and through, right? He explored the frontier of Web two ads, helped build the Facebook ad exchange. I, what I do appreciate about Antonio is like now he's like, all right, well now that I built that, I'm want to tear it down because <laughs> that's that's the new frontier. Yeah, he's like, all right, like that. build it up. But now, now and he's like, I, I don't want to fucking talk about Google. I don't want to talk about Twitter. Yeah. I, I hate Bang. <laughs> it's like well, you built like it. It's too. like yeah, now I'm taking it down. <laughs> no, I like that too. Although, although there will be critics of that who just basically say, um, so here's the critic of the criticism of that, which is that the same people who built um, mm-hmm. like Web two is a big exit scam are now like moving on to the next thing and they're saying web two is crap and like now we're going to replace it with this other thing and like right. this is why you should invest in our fund or buy, like buy my company right. that sort of thing but you don't see that i guess that's the no. more cynical view you see just, I just people I that just are see like uh, one or two decades later of humanity is like well now we are on to the next newer and better thing like once upon a time just, web two was useful can we just be okay with that like just like if everyone realized that hey every decade or two we're gonna have to like reinvent ourselves and right. reinvent things because and of like, what we discovered 
David, I'm already preparing for a time when crypto were the will need to be disrupted. Uh-huh. Remember that conversation a long time ago we had with uh, Joel Manegro, uh-huh. podcast, we were talking about property rights. And he was just like, you know, it's just this conversation of like every 70 years or so, we got to reset the ledger. Why? Right. It's because the great grandkids mm-hmm. are like, uh, what gives? This is unequal. Right. right. And like, here's here's our, our, uh, our kids and grandkids would be like dad shut the fuck up you bought 80 dollars eth like yes <laughs> here's great grandpa david and right. he's telling me well, to stake my eth and mm-hmm. i only own like five right. way and like he's staking and like no reset the ledger right the, and, right well this is what we millennials are saying like dad shut the fuck up you buy a house on minimum wage <laughs> 32 hours a week like yeah. f-, f off it's gonna be the same thing and so yeah, like there, the there's thing. gonna be a new ethereum in 50 years and it's gonna yes. be like the new wave for generating wealth just and be then, okay like, with it all the uh, you and me are gonna be the boomers and we're like no th- be... this current system's great i love this current no, system. no i'm not it totally gonna be empowers that guy. Me. no i'm not gonna be that guy i hope i'm not yeah. that guy hold me accountable yeah. when we're old men doing the yeah. bankless podcast no I, like our just... kids are gonna have to hold us accountable because yeah. we're, we are going to be inside of a system that we helped design just like the boomers helped yeah. design the system that they exist in and we built it to be good for us because we needed it in that moment uh and has a shelf ho- if life we, though if we can then we we should be able to extend this out into future generations um like that that's what systems do right uh hopefully they include future system future generations um at some point uh they stop doing that and then we need new systems that's why I'm I'm in awe of the U.S. Constitution. By the way, just I know mm-hmm. I always go back to this, but like mm-hmm. um, been in operation since 1789. Bang up yeah. job, gentlemen! Like good well, job started, on that still, one. It, I mean, the Constitution is good. It is being corrupted at higher levels of the stack. Hundred percent. I don't yeah. think it lasts a thousand years. For instance, right? Right. right. Um, there's a shelf life to all of these things, yeah, but I kind of think it doesn't have a hundred years left in it. Who knows? But what what we see in that is like not many protocols last this long, right? Right. So what we saw in that was like a, a decent amount of corruption resistance, which is mm-hmm. all decentralization is through this form of you know separation of powers and other mechanisms. So look, it could be we actually have a couple hundred years of Ethereum yeah. staking ahead of us before uh, the great 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 great. great grandkids start rebelling mm-hmm. but eventually they will we'll have to tear it down build a new that's what that's what we do that's how we move forward i'm just, I'm just gonna use all of my eth to oppress everyone who says dethroned. <laughs> evil <laughs> david's gonna turn evil but if you were on the bankless journey like this long then you're gonna be one of the evil ones too so uh i guess you can join david's evil regime new boomers all right <laughs> we're the boomers now <laughs> all right guys uh thanks for listening to debrief see you later